polishing my own shoes because anyone who knows me, anyone who's heard one of my podcasts knows I take my shoes seriously. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. Today, Joe is interviewing Ade Udayemi. Joe and Ade have been connected for a number of years via social media, and Joe was really pleased to get a sneak peek at Ade's book when it was published. And she was recently a guest on his podcast. Ade helps ensure families' wealth is transferred down the generations. His mission is to ensure that several generations hence your new money would become old money. He's an inheritance planner. He hosts a podcast series in which he talks to successful entrepreneurs. He's an author. You can get a free copy of his latest book at max-inheritance.co.uk forward slash free dash book. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Ade Adeyemi of Maximum Inheritance Specialist. So thanks for joining me. Really pleased to have you here. In fact, I've just been on your podcast, haven't I? Thank you for having me, and it was a joy to have you on the podcast. Someone asked <laughs> if we did it face-to-face because it went so well. I said, no, it was remote. So thanks for, <laughs> so no thanks for, being, on my, <laughs> thanks for being on my show. <laughs> so no pressure for this one. We'll have to try and make it just as good. <laughs> just as good. Even better. Lovely. So I'm trying to think how we first um, connected. We, did we meet at an event a long time ago? face-to-face at some stage? It must have been through the joys of social media. Twitter tells me I've been on for eight, just about eight years. So we must ah. have met on Twitter about eight years ago. Yeah, ah, so maybe that would have been why. Lovely, excellent. So tell us a bit more about who you are, what you do, and where you do it. I am Ade Odiemi. I am an inheritance planner, and in pounds, shillings, and pence, I do everything to do with inheritance. That's wills. Some people say will and probate. I would say that was wills, trusts, and parts of attorney. And it's for me, it's an exercise in helping you convey your material wealth to the people you care the most about: your friends, your family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I am an inheritance planner and I do it um, in any place that my client is. Uh, Most of the time it's face-to-face because they are around me. I can go to them by bicycle or by car or if they are in far-flung places, then we can do it by Skype. We can do it remotely. Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me something about the bicycle thing. You, um, You have a sort of criteria if it's within a certain amount of mileage of your house you'll cycle is that right oh yes well remembered um (laughs) i have um every client of mine gets a birthday card so if they are within about five miles from from me i would hand deliver the birthday card so i would 
get on my bike and cycle to their front door, push it to the, the letter box. It's huh? not the most efficient way to spend my time after like I post the card for 39 pence. But um, there's there's a certain joy to taking time out of your day to re relax, catch yourself, gather some thoughts. And um, so you've had an hour of exercise possibly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like a good good win-win to me. <laughs> So tell us more about why you do what you do. I left university plenty years ago. I studied architecture and the plan in those days used to be it's a seven year course. It's three plus four, or three plus two plus two or some such as in the first four years or first three years, you're, you're at university. Then you go out to work and you earned a good wage as a trainee. Um, Coming to the end of my um, my bachelor's degree, the people the year ahead of me and the year two years ahead of me couldn't get placements. Um, they couldn't get placements. Um, we'd now call them internships. Uh, they couldn't get any of those because there was a recession coming. So I left university in the teeth of a recession and I found work as a financial advisor. Reader, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a bit of a struggle, and but I was technically good. I was technically very good. I could pass all the exams and I could discuss the technicalities of anything to do with pensions, investments, endowments in those days. I could dis I was very good at them. But um, the business side of it, which you are thrown into rather early, the prospecting side of it, I wasn't good at. And I stumbled on and I became a, a, a mortgage advisor. Still didn't like it very much. Um, but one day I met a lady who was having trouble getting a mortgage. And we talked it through. And it so happens that this lady, the reason she was having difficulty was that she was the descendant, twice removed, of the writer Virginia Woolf. So oh. Virginia Woolf in yeah. her estate left the right to one book to this lady's mother. So her mother died and went down the line to this lady who yeah. then became my client. And in a bad year, we're talking a long while back now, in a bad year, she earned about 30,000 pounds in royalties. And the mortgage lenders were a bit silly. They wouldn't consider it as income because she didn't earn it. Long yeah. story short, got her mortgage. And I left her after having earned my fees saying, that's what I want to be doing. And since then, I never looked back. It's going into a new line of business, um, a bit of a struggle, but it's so much more rewarding, so much more fun. And so how did so you define more... that is what I want to do? So obviously there was a bit of an inheritance thing going on, but what, what, what's, what appealed to you about that? Uh, the fact that this um, lady, long deceased, whom I'd never met, Virginia Woolf, had her estate planned properly. And right. um, the fact that it was planned properly, um, there's so much money that I've earned and I'm going to earn so much more um, beyond my life. Um, most people don't have 
earnings beyond the grave. Uh, but nonetheless, whatever it was should be planned properly so it goes down a certain path, it remains in the family, and um, your heirs will be free to do what they wanted. Uh, now, the real um, attraction for this, um, my zeroth case, as I say, not even my first case, my zeroth case, <laughs> um, was that this lady had a craft business. She um, she didn't earn a lot of money. I think back in those days, she earned about £30,000, um, which was enough for her to live on, but not big enough for the mortgage. But she was free to do what she enjoyed because there was additional money in the family. And that was the real attraction for it. So if your estate's planned properly, um, your heirs will be free to do what they wanted rather than do what they needed to do to earn a living. I've got several clients whose children can afford to go into teaching um, because we all know teaching doesn't pay um, the greatest salaries um, in our land, but we still need good people to be teachers. So these, um, my clients' children are freed from having to earn big salaries so they can go into teaching and doing what they enjoy. And um, all told, it works and it provides a great satisfaction for me. Mm, mm, I can see that. Uh, really interesting. And um, you wrote a book a while ago, didn't you, which I, uh, uh, you sent me a copy to, to review and I actually did read it. <laughs> and I gave you a glowing review because it was such, so, such an easy to read and understand book in terms of, you know, what you're doing can, can be quite complicated and boring for people and not something that people want to address even though they should do uh, and I thought it was interesting that you've, what you've just shared now is a story about why you got into what you do which is what made your book interesting it's all about stories which you can identify with as the reader. Thank you and thank you especially for the review. <laughs> so what you're doing is helping people, in effect, to enable their heirs to, to sort of prioritise what they do in their, their work and life so that, you know, in that case that you've just shared that the lady was able to do what she wanted to do or, or your clients have been able to teach when they might have done something else if they hadn't have got that sort of freedom. What about you? What, how do you get that sort of integration between what you do for your work and what you do in your life? How, how do you make that work for you? Um, I do, I've got to an age now, I was 53, oh God, my birthday was a while ago. I've been dining out on my birthday, saying my birthday was last <laughs> week. My <laughs> birthday was now three weeks ago. I was 53 three, uh, three weeks ago. And I've got to the age where I do what I like, um, in that people will get to a point, they got so much money or they only need so much money and with me it's that I only need so much money I don't have children so there's so a great expense has gone away from me um, I did some maths the other day my brother's got two children and he needs five times as big an income as I do just to run just to maintain the same lifestyle yeah uh, <laughs> five times yes um, so I don't have children, so there's only so much money I need. Therefore, I am liberated from doing the things I don't like. Um, if I really need to do them, I get people who can do them for me or with me. I either pay them or I beg them or I bribe them. No, I don't bribe <laughs> them. 
um, I, I get people to do these things for me that I need to do, but can't do or won't do or don't like doing. And I concentrate on the things that I like. For instance, I can take time out to cycle to deliver a birthday card. Well, I could have done that for 39 pence. Um, I write a newsletter. I write a monthly newsletter. Um, that's because I like writing. I always say to people in business saying, I think it's useful for you to have two things, two skills. One of them is your day job. It could be accounting, it could be medicine, it could be dentistry, you could be a carpenter, you could be a dressmaker, whatever it is. So that's your day job. And then it's useful to have something else that you like doing. Well, I've got yeah. to do something else's. Um, I write my newsletter um, and I do the podcasts and the podcast has been great fun. And my newsletter is um, something I enjoy as well because I actually write a, a paper newsletter which is posted to the recipients. Um, so I do things that I enjoy. I do things that I like and everything else is cast aside. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I love it when I hear people who've sort of thought through what they want to do and made things happen such that that's possible. So um, good, good to hear that. So, so then, how do you make sure you get stuff done that you need to get done? So you sound fairly structured. Do you have particular structures for that? Um, I once ago had a flatmate who worked her way up the secretarial ladder to become a, a manager in some company, I think HMV as then it was. And um, she was she started as a secretary, so she was very well organized. And one thing she said, which abides, which stuck with me, is never write things on bits of paper. You will never find them. Um, so I have a, a notebook in which I write my to-do list, and I would typically have three to five things on that list which um and i mark they would typically be one hour tasks um so uh, for instance one of them was um do today's podcast and um play with my accounting system because i've just switched banks so put everything on on the podcast uh, sorry put everything on the uh, in the notebook if it's not on the notebook for today i don't do it yeah did you did you say play with your account system to make it sound more fun, or do you genuinely uh, think it's uh, play? <laughs> um, it, it it is zero, so zero is play. I um, switched banks recently, and the new bank wouldn't quite connect, and I've had to um, juggle and scratch my head and get make sure it works. But it now does. So I put it through the old transactions, and my bank accounts are reconciled. I have no outstanding reconciliations. Um, oh, <laughs> which is um, which um, one should live for. I haven't learned the hard way. And the thing is taking learnings from the hard way. So um, in the notebook, um, there are some things which I've put in for tomorrow, I'm putting for, for Monday, for instance, and Monday, I'm going to, there's something that um, Apple has, has sent um, new podcast, um, podcast editors or podcast yeah. publishers. Um, I'm going to study that on Monday. And on Monday, I'm going to study learn mastering. So three things I'm going to do on Monday. Um, mastering, 
the Apple, Apple thingy for podcast publishers, and I'm going to design my 2019 calendar. There's three things I'm going to do on Monday. Yeah. Nothing cool. else will go on that list on Monday until I finish those three things. Hmm. So that's your pen and paper sort of routine. Do you have tools and apps that you use as well? You've obviously talked about zero. Oh, zero. Let's go back one to zero. <laughs> yeah, I feel I should tone you down on this one. I should rein you in because you're going to go wax lyrical on this, aren't you? <laughs> indeed, indeed, I did. So um, I did a podcast with um, someone uh, about three episodes back, an accountant, and um, I was told off by a listener saying, are zero paying you? Why, why are you so fond of them? I said, oh, but this thing is easy. And your, that's the thing with your um, your tools, your apps. They must be easy. Um, several of your guests have previously been fond. I've um, displayed their fondness for Infusionsoft. I hate Infusionsoft. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's terrible. I think it's bloated. I think it's badly designed. It's buggy. And it was written by several people. And they were just stitched together. And um, I could go on. Um, so we should um i should stop there with my negativity <laughs> towards um infusion soft um when um office 365 does a better job than many crms do um you just know how to you need to know how to write your macros yeah office, office 365 365 i use um does a far better job than um um than many CRMs, than many systems, but um, they take a bit of tinkering with, which, which most people can't stand. Um, and my podcast app is something called Simplecast, which is okay, yeah. a breeze. It's fun to use. It's simple. It's clean. It's modern. Um, so those are the few things I use. I use very few apps, um, but um, Simplecast is, is one of them. Simplecast and Zero, and everybody uses WordPress, but um, you should do it properly. Lovely. So, um, mm, okay, I'm still not excited about finance apps, <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that some people are. <laughs> um, so, what about um, other people helping? You've talked about um, sort of. Um, I guess automation around macros and things so you, you presumably have that sort of stuff set up but I know you do outsource at least in part because I spoke to an assistant that you use so yes. who helps you to get stuff done and what tips have you got for that? Um, the, the central point to um, getting people to work with you is work with people you like. Yes. Um, the lady you spoke to is called Joe Dodds, and Joe's been fantastic. And I've just been working with me now for about five years. And sometimes I turn up at people's door and they're disappointed that I have come and not she. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she'll be offended if you called her Joe Dodds as well, because I think her surname was something other than Dodds. <laughs> she's not. She's not Joe Dodds, is she? She's Joe Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's just to it. Um, uh, right. Okay. Yes. yes. But that, yeah. So people are disappointed when you turn up. Oh, that's not good. 
um, um, so people, people, she gets on very well with people and they like her. And it, the key is to to work with people you like. There's a bit of trial and error to that. And my, um, I don't know if you are on my mailing list for my newsletter. I don't know if I am actually. Oh, your 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 post letter. Yes, I definitely yes. am. Yes. My my yep. paper newsletter. I have a copy editor. Uh, I've just taken on a copy editor, and I've known her for several years, but she's doing this for me, and she is a bit more expensive than the old person that I used to use. Um, but she does such a good job, and I like my interaction with her, and. Um, I actually trust her, so all her corrections, I spend about three minutes looking through the corrections that she's made, and she makes plenty, by the way, um, uh, in four sides of A4. I spend about three minutes looking through them. Yes, yes, yes. Click and accept them. Um, so you have to like and trust the people you work with. There's a bit of trial and error there. You wouldn't know that you like them until you've um, played with them a bit or you've worked with them a bit um, yeah. or they've been well recommended because you've seen their work um, but um, nothing beats um, first of all being able to identify what you want and identify what you want from them and then if you've chosen the right person um, forget the money whatever the charge will be worth it Mm -hmm. um, they would only seem expensive if you didn't think you were getting value from them, in which case. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good point well. you make about about um, sort of trusting them as well. If you find you're do it yourself doing the job or triple checking what they've done too much, then you're sort of wasting that resource anyway, haven't, aren't you? If you've paid for somebody to do something and then you end up double checking it all, you end up, um, you might as well have just done it yourself in the first place. You've just described why I don't have a copywriter. You've just described why I write my own copy. All right. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a bit about self-care. How how do you keep yourself well enough to to run your business and and provide the service that you do to your clients? Um, I don't know if you've heard about the fellow in the White House. <laughs> Go on. He's. <laughs> The person who was there before him, his predecessor, um, had a rule that come seven o'clock, if he was in Washington, <laughs> excuse me, he left his office and went home and had dinner with his family. Yeah. I work by a not dissimilar rule, which is um, come six o'clock, uh, because I work from home, so I can chuck in the commuting time, which is an extra hour. Um, so I work nine to five or nine to six. So come six o'clock, I turn off my computer. Yeah. There is nothing that wouldn't wait uh, till tomorrow if I hadn't finished. And I have moved my business to a point where I have few high value clients or a handful of medium value clients rather than loads of um, clients who don't quite, whom you're going to earn a few hundred pounds from, um, mm -hmm. so that I can devote my energies to them and I get very few evening appointments. I get relatively few evening appointments and I work only one weekend a year. I wow. never, I <laughs> never work more than 
one weekend a year. And this year was because I went to see a fellow who was going to hospital, an old client of mine, um, has been wheelchair bound for about 30 years and he was going to hospital. And so I went to sign his paperwork with him. I was in his house for about half an hour. And um, I only work one weekend a year. So this year's is gone and you must need a very, um, you must have a very good reason for me to work. Uh, at a weekend and I am in the respect business um, and if people respect me enough not to say do you work weekends then we can work together um, I work with people who want to work with me people whose first question is not how much is it if your first question is how much is it you're buying on price Therefore, yeah. you're not the sort of person who would get value from me. Never mind what my fee is, you wouldn't get value from the service I was providing. So if the first thing you ask me is how much is it, um, then I would turn you sideways politely so that I don't get the headache that comes from working with someone I don't want to work with. Mm -hmm. So you sound like you've got quite a structure to as you say, finishing work and and then not working at the weekend. What about um, filling that time? How do you look to relax and, and do stuff that isn't work? I, um, I'm going to do something starting this week. This week, I am going to bake my Christmas cakes. <laughs> That's very early. <laughs> uh, to bear in mind, we are recording this in the first week of October. Yeah. So I bake my Christmas cakes. Um, I go for short walks, not long walks. Um, I would um, ride my bicycle and I do a bit of work that's not quite work in that I would watch um, mindless TV while I'm labeling up my um, newsletters. So I print labels for them and I label them up. Um, yeah. And I, you can do that while you're watching TV, or you can address yeah. your um, you can address your birthday cards while you're watching TV. Um, I watch very little TV, so it's Netflix. Um, just for clarity, there. Um, so it's doing those small things that should be done. And I don't know if you remember a series called House of Cards. Yeah. Uh, you probably don't remember the scene where the fellow who plays the part of the president polishes his own shoes. I haven't even watched it. I've only heard of it. So, no, I don't remember that bit. <laughs> um, so the president is polishing his own shoes and yeah. um, his assistants go up to him and say, oh, we'd happily do that for you, sir. And he says, no, 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 I want to do it myself. So it's things like that, like polishing my own shoes, because anyone who knows me, anyone who's heard one of my podcasts knows I take my shoes seriously. So I, so I polish polish my own shoes as a form of relaxation. Everybody likes to cook. Every, well, everybody likes to eat. I like to cook, and um, I tend to want to um, do something slightly out of the ordinary in the kitchen. Um, I couldn't give you. A oh yes, here's one. Uh, I am defrosting lobster as we speak. Oh, lovely. Yes. <laughs> so I'll see what comes out of that um, by the end of, of the day. 
Yes. Mm, sounds nice. Yeah, I think you're the first person in eight, over 80 podcasts to tell me that they polish their shoes as a form of relaxation. So I think that is uh, quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so what about learning and improving yourself as a, as a structured person? I guess you probably have structure to that too. How do you do that? What, what do you recommend? Uh, that's the one bit that doesn't have a lot of structure um, in that learning is not a big thing that you that I do say right now I am going to learn um, conversely I I learn from what comes my way so I've just before we started this call released my 30th podcast and yeah. I I do do it slightly differently in that the credits come the production credits come at the top yeah. Rather, rather than at the end, and a certain—I don't know if you know her—a certain Joe Dodds has been credited in episode thirty and episode twenty-nine. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of her. Yes. <laughs> credited for what, Protel? Um, for giving me um, stuff from which I've learned in how to prepare my guests for my podcasts. Ah. So. Um, you learn as you go along and some of the learning comes from failure um, in that a previous um, a proposed guest who will remain nameless um, and I fell out because obviously she hadn't listened to any of the previous podcasts so at quarter to five uh, quarter past four the day before sent me a list of questions saying could you ask me this please and I sent ah. You haven't listened to my previous podcast, have you? Otherwise, you'd know my structure in that I don't have preset questions. The first yeah. time you hear the question, the first time I know the question is when you hear it. Yeah. Um, so um, I then took one step back and said, this might not have happened if I'd had a structure for preparing my guests saying, um, I I run my podcast as if we were talking to a friend or someone to whom I'd be just introduced at a bar, at a party or at a conference. I wouldn't go up to such a person with a clipboard um, or, or present questions. And that disaster or mini disaster um, combined with the structure sheet that you sent me asking me to prepare has been a bit of learning so I take learning as it goes along mm -hmm. um, I um, subscribe well I subscribe it will run out this month to the economist they call themselves a newspaper but it's a magazine as far as I know uh, and they have an app which yes an app that I missed fail to mention which has got this spoken word recording of every word in the magazine. But it's yep. buggy. <laughs> it's very <laughs> buggy. I've changed phones twice, still buggy. So when the subscription runs out, I'll revert to the paper edition. So it just gives me something to read because say what you want, what you want about the state of the world, it'll be remiss of you not to keep up with what's going on around you even if yeah. you didn't like much of it. Um, so that's a um, bit of learning I learned, I pick up as we go along. And the, the big thing, the big learning I have done in the last 
two years or three years, there is a gentleman called Steve Gordon, who's written a book called Unstoppable Referrals. And it's subtitled, 10 times referrals at half the effort. Well, he lied. <laughs> he lied. It's eight times and it's twice the effort. So does that net out right now? It doesn't, does it? <laughs> um, ne nearly there. But nonetheless, getting eight times as many referrals um, for twice the effort you were putting in um, is a big win. Um, it's You can buy the book on Amazon. It's about £10 or something of that order. And I read it and I've done some of the things which his, which he prescribed. Um, one of them was to write the book. One of them is to um, do the podcast. Well, the podcast is not in the book. In the book, the podcast is something else. But that's one of the reasons I do my podcast, and that's one of the reasons I write my newsletter. In that, you want to do things that you like, that are entertaining. Um, so. Learning comes from everywhere, not just a particular structure saying, um, I am going to learn now. Nonetheless, for anyone who wants a tip, spend your £10 or whatever it is on Amazon and buy Steve Gordon's book. Lovely. Thank you. That's a good one. So what about um, routines, rituals and that sort of thing? You Again, you've, you've got, well, you've got your birthday thing. That gets you some uh, exercise whilst you're delivering cards and uh creating a nice experience for your customer <laughs> what what uh, you you shut down at six o'clock uh you've already talked about some of those routines is there anything else that that you do to make sure that you keep doing stuff on a sort of uh consistent basis i've got two um one of them's personal and it's annual i've referred to it earlier it's to do with shoes at my birthday every year at my birthday I go to London to buy a more money than cents pair of shoes. <laughs> okay. So I look forward to um, I look forward to my birthday. Um, I collect tea towels. Um, so I am now um, cataloging my tea towels. I think I've got about three hundred of them. So hint, hint. If you're going on holiday, please get me a tea <laughs> towel. Um, so I. What was the question again? Um, scatterbrain. Um, how you create routines and rituals for things to happen. Uh, uh, I'm intrigued uh, about the tea towels. How do you store them and how are you catalog cataloging them? Um, the tea towels, I don't use them. I, I, I guess as much. <laughs> uh, so I just, um, many of them I've got as gifts, some from myself, from, from clients, some from relatives. Um, so I just store them and they get into a handful. So I label them and I'm going to take pictures of them and create um a spread, it's not a database on access, um, so I don't duplicate them, and they're there. And when I'm 60, which is when I plan my semi-retirement, because I can afford it, um, I don't need to, um, I don't need to work so hard past past 60. That's my aim. Um, then I'll start using them because I'll be cooking more. Wow. But for now, I use utilitarian um, um, tea tiles. The and will you have a hierarchy of which ones to use first? <laughs> um, 
this it's there's one that I wouldn't use. Oh. That's one that was got for me when I was fifty. My friend Karen put the effort in to get a special um, 1965 tea towel. It's a calendar of 1965, um, uh, which she got for me. And I said, I hope you didn't go to so much effort, um, so much expense to get it for me. Um, but that's the one that I wouldn't use. Otherwise, there's no hierarchy to using them. I'll just save that one, which I got for my 50th. <laughs> Lovely. So what about if things don't go right? When you have a when you have a bad day, what, what do you do? Um, it will be a question of what's gone wrong and how can I learn from that thing having gone wrong. And sometimes I don't always do as I want to. The, there's a temptation to just resolve the problem rather than learning from it. So uh, in putting out a podcast before we started this, something went wrong. Normally, I don't listen to them from start to finish after I've edited them, put together, put them together. But this time I did, and something went wrong. And I didn't bother looking to find what the cause was. I just scrapped it and started all over again, and I was done in five minutes. I was finished in five minutes. So um, when things go wrong, um, it's always useful to go back and say, Ooh, what happened and how can I prevent that from happening in the f- in the future yeah yeah so what about those days when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more and that's doing more of the stuff that you want to do and less of the stuff that you feel you have to do or you should do uh, or you should do or you have to do which way around is that <laughs> um, what have you done what does that day look like where you've lived more um, I think I would tell you my understanding of that question which is what's your perfect day Mm -hmm. and I would say I have distilled to me um, I'm sure someone else come and say oh what a lot of nonsense to me I have distilled all human emotion into four expressions and four statements one of which is please one of which is thank you those are obvious. One of them is sorry, I'm sorry, because we will mess up. And one of them is I love you. So a perfect day is a day in which I get to say every one of those four things, because I mess up as a matter of routine, so I will say sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And if I can have those things sent back to me, even then, so that makes it eight points. And then a ninth point is a day in which I can do something for someone or help someone who perhaps doesn't deserve it or cannot repay me. Okay. That's a perfect yeah. day. Lovely. Thank you. Structured. <laughs> like, like a lot of what we've talked about. Lovely, thank you. So how can people find out more about you and, and connect with you? I guess one thing to do is send them off to Amazon to buy your book. <laughs> or yeah, is there a better buy, place to buy it? <laughs> yes, buy the book. Books on sale on, on Amazon. Um, the website is um, 
maximum www.max-inheritance.co.uk or just google maximum inheritance specialists three words and the website would come up um, with a few um, with several reviews and um, I can be found on the website I can be found on Twitter as well and I think on LinkedIn and that's where to find me but mainly on the website Lovely. Thank you. Really appreciate the time that you spent with me. Um, I nearly got your name wrong again after you told me how to do it. <laughs> Addy. Addy, that's it. I, it's that overthinking thing. You should never overthink. <laughs> Let it come naturally. Addy. You, you got, exactly. Well, I, I called my, my PA um, Joe Dodds, so um, I don't know who will be more upset, um, Joe Stewart or Dodds. <laughs> Well, we've given her lots of mentions now. And she, as you say, was a very lovely lady when I had my conversation with her about being on your podcast. So thank you to both of you. <laughs> my pleasure. All this information is available in the show notes on the website. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 82, then you'll find them there. The tool I shared on last week's newsletter was Google Translate. For those of you who do read the newsletter, you'll know that I spent a week in France last week talking to my uh, hosts who are family friends. They're in their 80s and they kindly give up a week and uh, spend the, the week talking to me uh, in French. And I have to respond. <laughs> and uh, we have lots of conversations uh, which are ably supported by my use of Google Translate. So I get words where I can't remember uh, what I want to say in French. So I go in and use the app to translate. And the app's really good in terms of the fact that it actually allows you to translate full phrases as well. So it's not just uh, words that you have to then string together. It does actually give you phrases, which can actually make you sound like, you know, a bit more than uh, you do. <laughs> and one of the other features of it is that if you put in the words that you want and it tells you the words in the language that you're interested in and there's there's lots of languages in there uh, not just you know French or the common ones uh, when the response comes up you can turn the phone uh, sideways and certainly it works on an iPhone and then it puts the translation in big writing all across the screen which means that if you're trying to communicate to somebody and you can't pronounce whatever it is that actually you can get them to read it and actually it was really useful using Google Translate earlier in the year when I was in Prague with one of the choirs that I sing with we were singing over there and we had an Uber driver who didn't have very much English at all and uh, clearly my Czech is uh, next to nothing <laughs> and uh, but the Google Translate app enabled me to have an ongoing conversation with the driver uh, so, uh, you know, we could discuss the fact that we were there singing and all that sort of stuff. Probably wasn't very safe because he was obviously reading the words as he was driving along. Uh, but it, you know, it was something that, uh, enabled conversation because the, the app, you know, does work so well. So, uh, that's last week's tool for you to, uh, perhaps check out if you haven't already. That's Google Translate. You just need to, uh, Google it, funny enough, uh, or download the app onto your phone or, uh, tablet. 
And if you haven't already been aware, this month I've been doing uh, what I called in September a, a challenge, but actually I've renamed for November and uh, it's 30 Days of Inspiration. And it's all about creating calm, particularly knowing that in the next few weeks we'll be ready for the rather hectic run up to the, f- the festive season. Uh, so if you want to create more calm in your life or you know somebody who wants to then you might want to send them to power to live forward slash creating calm and basically i send out a daily email with uh, a link to a blog post which gives you tips and strategies to enable you to work on creating more calm in your life and it's not supposed to be onerous it's supposed to as the name implies inspire you and the idea is that you implement and try the tips that you want to and that you like the sound of uh, and not those that you don't so you don't have to do something every day with it but you do have that uh, inspiration on a daily basis to enable you to take some different actions and do different things this month to create that calm. So again, if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash creating calm, you can get access to that. And if you want the show notes for this week's show, again, the link is powertolivemore.com forward slash 82. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more. 